Blog Talk Radio. Time with Pastor Steph. She was not singing. So 
unfortunately, in our episode seven, they really didn't address this. They only claimed that it was a glitch. But what they did focus on in this particular episode, not only were they focusing on, you know, her pursuing and continuing this whole um, Danita and Friends concert, but they focused on this whole arbitration between Caesar and Danita. And ooh, it got quite interesting up in that room. Yeah, emotions were flying everywhere. And, you know, we generally don't get to see the emotions kind of spread out all over the place because, you know, the, the judge is, you know, stopping it. The judge doesn't really let all of that go on. But this judge did. And, you know, she did probably because there wasn't a whole lot of evidence for either side wasn't a whole lot of evidence that, you know, Danita had, you know, Caesar to produce her album, and he didn't get the recognition, and it wasn't a whole lot of information for the judge to go on to actually lean to Danita's side. So, boy, she got a lot to listen to and to kind of make her decision on. It got hot and heavy up in there, up in there. So, you know, it's, uh, it was heated. It was heated. But, you know, we ended up in our church folk conversation about the compromising of your Christian living. Let's put it like that. You know, there there is no voice for Danita. She cannot sing. She knows this. CJ knows this. And CJ is producing the show. And Mom is still pursuing this lip-syncing business. Now, <sighs> there was a nice discussion yesterday about the whole compromising. You know, when you know that something is it it just doesn't exist are you going to push forward and pretend so this whole pretend thing is to dupe the sponsor into believing that see uh danita is singing you know they want to make you know make people believe that she's got them chops back but she hasn't and you know we can't live like that we cannot live a double life. We really cannot live a double life and, and have people believing and thinking one thing, but yet in reality something else is going on. We cannot live a double life. We cannot live a lie. God is not pleased with that. And it's it's really going to be up to us to really decide what kind of life we're going to live in this Christ and Christian thing. We really can't, you know, walk around and be comfortable with duping people. And that's kind of like the conversation that came up yesterday. That was a big part of our church folk conversation, you know, where CJ, you know, she's not all that comfortable with 
you know, making people believe that mom can sing. And again, I say, as I said yesterday, what kind of, you know, plan is this when the plan failed the time before? So now you're going to push this line. Now, CJ, knowing that her mother cannot sing, has a responsibility. She has a responsibility to step up and and be confident enough in her walk to say, listen, you can go ahead and have this event, but I'm not going to be involved if it means lying to these people, lying to the sponsor, pretending. And you've got to be able to take that stand. You've got to be ready to step up and stand up and do what God wants you to do. And living this lie and helping someone else live a lie is really not godly. So, you know, we, we you know, we talked about the fact that, you know, sometimes, you know, in the business, you know, the show must go on. And absolutely, you know, the show must go on. You know, we cannot stop it, you know, for frivolous things. But this is not a frivolous thing. It's called Danita and Friends. How you got everybody singing except for Danita. So this is this is not frivolous at all. And, you know, I, I have to encourage you. Although I know what the street says, I, I know what, you know, the uh, the norm is, you know, how we're supposed to move forward. You know, I know I've produced a many of show and things like that, again, you know, just certain things, you know, you can, if she, you know, maybe lost her voice at that time, you know, and it's like, okay, well, let's do what we have to do. Maybe, 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 maybe then I could understand it. But when you are going into this with your eyes wide open, knowing that this is, you know, not the case, then God is expecting us to do the right thing. All right, so, you know, we got to, sometimes in this journey, we got to make some hard decisions. Well, not sometimes, a lot of times. We've got to make some hard decisions, and we've got to be able to do the right thing because God is relying on us to do the right thing, and and there are going to be some times where God himself will support you in other ways. You know, you're not going to have to fall flat on your face all the time, even when you deserve it. Can I get an amen? Woo! Sometimes when God needs to smash us, he doesn't do that. Sometimes God throws out that safety net, and we be like, whew, thank you, Jesus. Boy, I almost caught a bad one right there. Yeah. That's how it goes down. God will block us even when we don't even deserve it. Sometimes he'll just catch us from falling flat on our faces. But we surely can't plan to walk sinfully. We surely cannot plan and intend on living a lie. And, you know, talking about this particular um, situation you know, Danita has been told. Mm, mm, mm. Danita has been told ever since last 
season. Stop the lying. Be honest. Tell the truth. And she's having a big problem with this. So what do you think is going to happen after a while? You think God is going to continue to allow you to walk around and live this blatant lie? And I mean, she's lying everywhere you turn. She's lying. Lie, as Ainsley said, lies, 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 lies. So take this as a lesson. You know, we're watching this, we're reviewing it, and, you know, as we talked about, you know, there, there are a lot more lessons. Last last season, I guess they were just getting their feet wet and, you know, trying to get your attention. And this this season, they kind of delve a lot more into giving us some lessons. And, and I'm, I'm enjoying, I'm enjoying these lessons that they're giving because they are real-life Lessons. These are really things we've got to sink our teeth into and make a decision that we're going to really, really live for God. Not this, you know, kind of skating this way and hoping that way and, you know, no, 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 no. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. I know, I listen, 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 I know how hard it can get. I know how hard. I know, I know that I know that I know that I know sometimes you just don't want to do the right thing. I know, I know. But we've got to get to a point where we just do what the master says. It just can't be no compromise and you can go put your head on a pillow and relax. It, it just, 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 it just can't be that way. And until we learn to trust God, I mean, listen, listen, listen. It's easy to trust God on the little stuff. It's easy to trust God on the small things. But when it really matters, can you trust God then? Can you really say, you know what? My faith says blankety, blankety, blank. And I'm just going to have to hold out and hold on for God. See, that was one of our prayer weeks, one of our themes. Holding out for God, holding on for God. Are we ready? Are we ready? Is that going to be the test you fail? When God allows you to walk up into something and you just blatantly just, I mean, just <laughs> fail. You ain't even tried because you just know the easy way out. You can't help God. No, I'm sorry. Not when you're lying. So, that was a good conversation yesterday. Good, good. Go, go back and listen. Go back and listen and make sure you catch up with us because this is the last week. I believe it might be tomorrow, tonight. They're uh, going to air the final episode. I believe it's this week. And, uh, you know, we all laid out what we're hoping to see happen. So, you know, let's see how this ends because there's some stuff that can either happen or not happen.
so. But again, you know, God is allowing us to see ourselves here in more than one way. And, you know, this is, you know, we're not reviewing this just because we ain't got nothing else to do. God has strategically allowed us to, to, to look in the mirror. When this was me, what did I do? When it becomes me, what will I do? Ooh, am I going to pass this test or am I going to fail this test? Because there's a lot of challenges going on. There's a lot of challenges going on in this F-bomb, this uh, series. This is real life stuff. And I mean, they raggedy. <laughs> they some raggedy Christians. Raggedy, raggedy, raggedy. Are you a raggedy Christian? Mm, I hope not. I hope not because you know what? The word of God tells us that there will be a many who say, Lord, didn't I do this in your name? Lord, didn't I do that in your name? He's going to say, ah, get away from me, you workers of iniquity. I know you not. Get on the left. And you will be left out of the kingdom. So there's a lot at stake here. There's a lot at stake here. So you want to make sure you, you do the right thing. You can. You can. I, again, I know it might be a little difficult at times. But listen, that's why there's a man named Jesus. Mm, just lean. Bring it to him. Give it to him. Leave it there. Trust him. And he's going to show you what it's all about. All right? All right. Ooh, okay. Pastor Steph is kind of moving on this morning into our time. Well, today is Wow Wednesday. And you know what it is over here on this due time with Pastor Steph. The ladies reign today. And we get an opportunity to have those uh, conversations. We have no idea what Vivian is going to bring to us this morning. I don't have a subsequent topic either. So I don't know where we're going to end up today. But I'm inviting you to take the journey with us. I promise you will not be disappointed. All right? All right. Well, go ahead and get that healthy breakfast. Go ahead and tell somebody that it's due time with Pastor Steph is on. And whatever you do, don't go anywhere because we will be right back. As an Olympic athlete, I prepare for everything. So when I became pregnant, I thought I was ready. But at 32 weeks, I was diagnosed with severe preeclampsia and had an emergency C-section. Looking back, had I known the warning signs, I would have talked to my doctor sooner. Too many women die of pregnancy-related complications, and most are preventable. If you or someone you know is pregnant or recently had a baby, learn the warning signs. It could help save her life. Hear her.
morning, good morning, and good morning again. Welcome back to his due time with Pastor Steph. And it is Wow Wednesday. Ah, giving God thanks for bringing us safely through to this part of the week. Others didn't make it, but we did. And God is amazingly gracious. <sighs> Thank you, Father. Well, everybody else is figuring out how they are, or at least trying to figure out how they're going to get through this week. We already have our answer. And we're leaning on the Lord to take us through. So, it's time for our girl Vivian to give us our socially conscious segment. So, let's say good morning to Vivian. Good morning, Viv. Good morning. Happy Wow Wednesday. How are you, Pastor Steph? I am well, thank you, Vivian. How are you? I'm well, thank you. Good, good, good. What you got for us today? All right, today on Socially Conscious, we are starting off with a warning for our listeners. According to the FTC, using a QR code is becoming more common as a way to steal information quickly from your phone. They say QR codes have become more and more popular everywhere we go. For example, we may find them in restaurants in order to view a digital menu instead of a physical one. You can find them in banking institutions as well as in some stores in order to purchase items, and oftentimes small businesses use them as a form of payment as well. They say as more people begin using them, thieves and scammers looking to steal your information and your money are creating harmful links embedded into these codes. So people have been reporting that fraudsters are covering up legitimate QR codes with their own or sending texts and emails with fake QR codes. The fake QR codes could take you to a spoofed site that looks real. After you log in, your information could be stolen or malware could be installed. The FTC has provided these steps to help you protect yourself. Excuse me. One, they say, if you see a QR code in an unexpected place, carefully check the, the URL before you open it. If it looks like a URL you recognize, make sure it's not fake by looking for misspellings or switched letters. Don't scan the QR code in an email or a text message you weren't expecting, especially if it urges you to act immediately. If you think the message is legitimate, use a phone number or a website you know is real to contact the company. Protect your phone and accounts. Update your phone's operating systems to protect against hackers. And use strong passwords and multi-factor authentication to protect your online accounts. So again, just to summarize, they are legitimately using QR codes in a lot of businesses, but scammers can go into those businesses and 
cover up the real QR codes with their own QR codes in order to steal your information. So you want to make sure that you're paying close attention to these websites. When you uh, scan the QR code, make sure you're reading them, looking extra carefully, make sure there's no misspellings or switch letters. Don't scan any QR codes from text messages or emails and make sure you're protecting your phone and your accounts by using strong passwords and possibly multi-factor authentications in order to make sure your information is not being stolen. We have some more good news for the youth in our next story. The Adams Administration is announcing its Pathway to Exclusive Economy. This is an action plan for young adult career success. They are giving $600 million. It will be invested to prepare young New Yorkers to thrive in the city's economy. Some of the funding will expand to CUNY, Two Times Tech Initiative, which recruits technology leaders to train students and promote equity and diversity in the tech industry. The U.S. Department of Labor's Job Corps program will also get some money. Summer Youth Employment and Apprenticeship Initiative will get extra funding as well. They are saying they, the future will require young people to be prepared beyond the classroom, especially regarding technology. So they are investing in programs to help the youth learn tech. Officials say the training will be free for students and is an investment that will pay off in the long run, particularly for CUNY students. So this is great to see some extra money, some extra money going to these programs for young adults. Our next story is last week's wow story to give our ladies an opportunity to discuss it so just for a reminder dallas police have confirmed that they are investigating after two women filed reports saying that a bartender excuse me tampered with their drinks at harlow at mxm which is a popular restaurant and bar Brianna Knox and a childhood friend, Nakia Robertson, said that on a Saturday night, they planned for a safe and rare girls' night out. At the entrance of the restaurant, they say they were asked how badly they wanted to get in and were only granted interest after they promised to show some love to the bartender. They say they didn't think anything of the comment, but now they're questioning everything, especially after what happened. The two women say the bartenders drugged them. Robertson said after her second shot, she began to feel sick, which was unusual for her. She says her friend began to feel the same, and in a minute, they both became violently ill. The woman then called friends to come and get them and managed to get out of the bar she said while waiting for her pickup, she noticed her keys were missing, and she then received a text from a man who claimed to be head of security who offered to get them an Uber to his crib until they figured things out. Thankfully, the women were able to get home safely. The ladies say they were sick throughout the night and even throwing up blood. 
The next day, the friends say they shared the text messages and everything that they had with the bar management and received promises that they would be contacted. And to date, to date, they say they have not been. Then came a trip to the hospital where a drug screen confirmed methamphetamine type drugs in their blood. Excuse me. The ladies insist they had not taken any medication. As these ladies share their story, several other women have been coming forward saying the same thing has happened to them. So when you thought that you could trust the bartenders, now you can't even trust them. You can't take drinks from anyone. Maybe you should just stay home. But now we have this week's wild story of the week. And we know that schools have been going to great measures to make sure that weapons stay out of schools. But what do you do when a police officer is the cause of a gun being found in the school? Reports say a police officer accidentally left his service weapon inside a Long Island High School's bathroom on Monday. A cleaner at Eastport South Manor Junior Senior High School found the handgun around 6.15 p.m., according to the school's officials. An investigation by police revealed that the weapon belonged to an off-duty officer whose child attends the school. They say the officer was still in the school when the gun was found and returned to the bathroom to explain the situation. According to officials, they say that the incident was resolved quickly and the police department said it's an internal affairs bureau investigation pending as we speak. But to have an officer accidentally leave his weapon in a high school bathroom is crazy and it makes me just wonder how accessible that gun could be in his home on a day-to-day basis. But this has been Vivian with Socially Conscious, giving you the news that we are following. And remember, if you have any wild stories you would like to submit, please feel free to direct message me. My username on Facebook is Vivian BM. And come back every Wednesday to find out if your story has been chosen. Thank you, as always, to our loyal listeners. And thank you, Pastor Staff. Thank you, Vivian. Thank you. You think you slick. You made sure we were going to discuss them ladies today, making them number three, <laughs> making them number three on our little list. Uh, thank you so much. As always, please hang around just in case we need some clarification. And if we don't speak to you again, we pray you have a blessed day. Thank you. You as well. Thank you. Thank you. Ah, so we're down a member of our team today, but, you know, we always get the job done. We're missing our Lady Tamika, and when I say missing, meaning missing, 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 missing hearing her voice uh, this week, but we're giving God thanks that we have our other ladies on board. Let's say good morning to our Elder Nitisha. Good morning, Elder Nitisha. Good morning, Pastor Steph. Good morning, Shantice. Good morning, our listeners. Good morning, Vivian. How are you? I am well. 
I am well. I am out Good. here uh, braving the hawk, braving the hawk. Wow, wow, wow. That The way you were belting that in the name of Jesus this morning, I was like, go ahead, Elder Natisha. <laughs> oh, my goodness. She, I mean, bel- belting, y'all. She was not, I mean, straining or anything. I mean, it was hearty this morning. So braving that hawk. <laughs> Ain't got nothing up against that voice now or that praise, right? So we give God thanks for you know a nice prayer praise (laughs) this morning. Uh, (laughs) So we're getting started with our socially conscious segment from our girlfriend Viv. Now this cute QR code thing is a thing now, you know, and the Uh FCC is telling us. Uh, coders beware, snappers beware. What do you think of this warning that's going on? I think it's to be expected. I think as long as, um, you know, we, uh, as long as we continue to be human, we're going to find a way (laughs) to Mm -hmm. to scam and to hack it. You know, I think this is the new pickpocketing. Remember, you know, there was a time mm-hmm. when pickpocketing and snatching purses was, you know, the big thing to do because people carried all of their money in their wallets and in their purses. But now, you know, um, criminals understand that that's just not the way of the world anymore. And so now you don't have to snatch pocketbooks and wallets. You can really just hack into phones because in our phones usually houses everything Um you know, that is critical to to us. And so these QR codes, this is another example of, you know, criminals finding a way to hack into your personal information. And so um, hopefully this information is spread. Um, and then, I mean, I think we'll, we'll have to figure out in the tech community um, how to really safeguard some of these things. Because, yeah, for someone to be able to walk into your, a business and see a, you know, a QR code and just literally go in and take over, you know, an existing one, it's scary. You know, it's just, we're living in scary times and we have to be vigilant um, in in what it is that, you know, how we protect ourselves. Yeah, big time, big time, big time. This reminds me of another area of theft and uh, manipulation and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I'll, I'll hold my little comment till after Shantice gets finished. So let's <laughs> say good morning to Shantice. Good morning, Shantice. Good morning. How are you? Good morning. I'm fine, thank you. How are you, ladies? I am well, thank you. I am well. Yeah. All right. So you... I'm really interested in what you think of this um, QR code because you have encouraged us to use it. um, And now that you've done some of your merchandising with this QR code, what do you you think? Hmm. I completely agree with Elder Natisha. This is just, I mean, it's sad that you can't just set something up, you know, that can be super convenient. You know, it links you directly to where you want to go for whatever the purpose 
you know, the link is, and you just take care of your business. And now just having to worry about just everything being um, hacked is just like, so how 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 many precautions can we take? <laughs> it's like, how's you, like, you can be but so safe. You know, it, it's, it's just... It, it, it's just really, 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 really unfortunate. And, you know, this, it just thinks about, um, makes me think about my grandmother. Whenever we tried to talk to her about, you know, assisting her with taking care of her business and, you know, we, we stepped into the digital age. So it's like, listen, I'm not going to the post office every time you need to do something. Like, you're like, you're going to have to figure this out. And she's like, I ain't paying nothing on the line. And it's like... <laughs> Okay, like you do have to get this get this together. But it's like how much, you know, with all of this going on, it kind of disables you from really trying to convince them, like, you know, not only just trust me and, you know, her issue wasn't us. It was with what everyone else is doing. It's, it's just crazy out here now. You know, I I think about this, the comparison. I make the comparison, ladies, to, okay, so they made everything digital. You know, everything you fill out, all your applications. You can't even fill out a job application without having to go on the line. You know, you have to fill out mm-hmm. everything online. Everything they're directing you. You know, the children now have you know, they they don't even use blackboards in some schools anymore. They use their um, iPads and stuff. And now you're worrying about the children's eyesight. Now you're worrying about our eyesight. And, you know, now they're going to have to put more money into assisting us with getting, you know, glasses and testing and things like that because we are, you know, we're ruining our eyes the more we use this, you know, these uh, phones and these um, iPads and computers and stuff like that. And now mm-hmm. you're forcing us or encouraging us to use this QR code. And we've used it. We used it for the magazine, for the um, for the conference. I mean, this is the next thing to do. This is, you know, what you do. And now you've got the warning, hey, you know, be careful because, you know, people, like Elder and I teacher said, this is a new way to rob you. And it's like... Everything you put before us, there is always that person. The harder we work to to make it better, the hard they sitting on the back end. They trying to figure out a way to get in the back door, and you know it is something that they need to really work on on safeguarding. You know the um, the ability to you know keep this from happening to the users of the QR code. I mean, I've gotten stuff in the mail from like businesses that I do business with and they give you the QR code. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't too, you know, keen on it at first, but after a while, you know, when you kind of get the swing of it and uh, you start using it, it can become a little handy. I do not use it very often, but now I'm sorry, I'm going back to the old school. Forget this QR code. I've lived without it. I can live without it again mm-hmm. I, because I, listen, I only got five cents. I don't need nobody to be taking my five cents. So, you know, hopefully <laughs> they'll 
um, I'm serious. Like I, I, I gotta go, safeguard my little pennies here. So you know, I don't. I'm, I'm not. I, I'm really. That has really deterred Stephanie from using the QR codes. Yeah, yeah. Call, call me what you want to call me, but nah, that's all right. I'll go back to typing in every little thing like I normally did. And uh, they can have the, the QR codes. It's just too much. It's just too much to be concerned about. It's another thing. And like Shanti said, yet again, you're giving the older people another reason to say I'm sticking with the old school methods because, you, mm-hmm. you, you know, I know I ran the risk with that, but I'd rather run the risk with that than the new stuff. So, you know, hopefully, you know, there will be some uh, improvement in, you know, what they do, and they'll stay up just as long or even longer protecting us. $600 million, ladies. Let me say that number again. $600 million. The Adams administration is putting into our youth helping them to learn more tech (laughs) information and uh, being technically savvy, well, they're going to need to. I hope they don't become the next robbers, but they're going to need to. They're going to need to learn because they're going to have to combat all this other nonsense that's going on. But, I mean, what do you think about this 600 mil that's going into our young people, Shanties? I'm happy to hear that there's some investment being made into, you know, the kids, you know, teaching them something. One thing, and, you know, I know that these kids, they're like come out of their mother's belly, scrolling, you got infants with the thumbs moving. And it's like, how do you know how to scroll? How do you know how to go? I've I don't remember where I was. Um, I think I was at like some type, like a doctor's office or something. I don't remember where I was. Not that and watched this baby literally. Like they gave this baby an iPad, and this baby was just migrating from the home screen, <laughs> and it was just so amazing to see like them identifying. I think like they were able to identify the icons for like YouTube, or, and I'm just like. How how you get into these things quicker than I'm able to get to it on my phone? So it's really mm-hmm. happy, you know. I'm really happy to hear that. You know, my whole thing was: does all of that money have to go towards that when they can teach us some things about, you know, when it comes to these devices and technology? You know, could that have been spread through, you know, a course of different activities? You know, so if you said, okay, we're giving $600 million, you know, for these um, kids, these students, you know, so there's a certain amount that's allocated towards performing arts, a certain amount that's allocated towards technology, a certain amount. I think that would have been a little better because now you're offering many options and even the opportunity for students or kids to bounce from, you know, one arena to the next. Um, so even with that, you know, being great that there's an investment being made, it's like, was it, why should this have it targeted, 
you know, because a lot of times these kids, they don't know what they like or what they're good at until they're put in a position to do something, try something new. And, again, the technology, they don't have to be convinced to do this. <laughs> you know, but I think it would have been really dope to just have, like, a vast options, like many different options and areas where this money could have been invested in for them. Mm, okay, okay, okay. Interesting. Elden Tisha, have you seen Lil Matthias with a phone or a tablet yet? <laughs> yes. Yes, he no. operates the the laptop. He puts on mm. his show that mm. he wants to watch. He knows how to he knows how to press the button even on a mm. phone. He knows how to swipe swipe the screens and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah. So to <laughs> point, you know, um you know, this younger generation, I mean, technology is their thing and it and it is the way of the future, right? Regardless of you know, whether we want it to be or not. I remember when the three-way line first came into existence, right? Mm-hmm. My grandmother mm-hmm. <laughs> my grandmother mm-hmm. was completely freaked out by the idea <laughs> of the three-way uh, line on the phone. So I was, I was on the phone talking, and she heard, like it was three of us on the phone, me and my friends. And so she heard all of us on the phone. And she picked up the phone to make a call. Y'all remember back in the day, you know, there was a, a landline in the front of the house and in the back of the That's house. That's right. So she picked up the phone yep. mm-hmm. to make a phone to make a phone call and heard all of our voices. And she was like, "What kind of trickery? <laughs> what is this on my phone? What trickery is this?" You know. So I think you know. And so whereas today. Right. Not only do you have the, you know, the ability to merge now, where you know you can merge calls, but now landlines are a thing of the past. Everyone right. has a cell phone. So I think, mm-hmm. you know, technology and investing in young people who this is their thing, this is what they will grow into understanding. They will never know a payphone. They will look at that and say, "What is this? And why did y'all do that? And you needed a what? Right. And y'all was all mm-hmm. sharing that one phone. Like you can yes, think about ma'am. it now through the lens of of COVID. Ooh, and we picking up, picking up mm. that phone um, on the corner and making phone call, putting our face and our mouth to it. Mm. <laughs> you know oh. what I'm saying? I mean, mm. that was the bus. Yeah, you see, mm. and so mm. now. Imagine, imagine Matthias and um, and your grandbaby looking at us saying, "Y'all did what?" You know, it, it would be so foreign. It would be so foreign to them. So I think that investing in this is important. And I will also state that diversity, equity, inclusion is a big thing. And interesting enough, I think um, I was part of a webinar because ACS, right? We're very big on diversity, equity, inclusion, and in fact. They've re- rebranded the American Cancer Society, and so even our tagline is inclusive, right, whereas before mm-hmm. it used to be celebrating, you know, fighting cancer to celebrate more lives. And now our tagline is uh, changing cancer the way we know it for everyone. And so mm-hmm. that for everyone is mm-hmm. a part of that diversity, equity, and inclusion piece um, uh, of things. And so there's a lot of money being invested there and I think they're pushing that agenda as a way to break systemic racism and so the way that you begin to identify that there has been 
uh, a disadvantage for black and brown people in certain areas is by saying, okay, and how much money are you going to invest specifically in these people to be a part of this market? So um, I think, you know, all, all areas in the corporate space is being pushed that way. And I think finally it's catching up to government as well, where it's like, okay, and what are y'all doing in the diversity, equity, and inclusion space? And so this may be a response to that, to say, let's get some more black and brown kids in this field because it is overpopulated with our Caucasian brothers and sisters. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's, it's something that I was thinking about when Shantice mentioned um, spread that 600 mil around and offer um, it into other areas as well. And, and I do actually agree with that. My mind does go to two things. One, we're going to need that 600 mil in this particular area because where technology is about to take us, it's preparing them for the longevity. And they're, mm-hmm. it's preparing them for where we're really going in this technology. You know, I remember years ago they said that it was anticipated that we would have phones and we would be able to see one another. Now, this is way back, way, 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 way back. And what did they do? They they got that accomplished. How much money did it take to get it done? How much work mm-hmm. did it have to take to get it done? How much money was mm-hmm. spent in order to get it done? So you're going to need that 600 mil and then some yeah. to actually accomplish all the teaching. And you'll still probably need some extra pennies to get these uh, young people to mm-hmm. where they need to be in order to really say they're in the game of technology. It's going to cost some money. And if, unfortunately, if we spread it, it will, we'll, we'll come up short big time. And so I, I do agree. It would be nice to see, you know, okay, you put all the options out there. Put the money out there, you know, where anybody can look at, you know, the menu, if you will, and allow um, them to choose. However, we all going to need technology. We all going to need to. We ain't got. We, grandma, uh, uh, mom, they don't have any other choice but to use technology. It, 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 it is what mm-hmm. it is, you know. Just like you said, Shanti, no matter how much my mother would, she would say, okay, Stephanie, I'm going to write you a check. You put it in your mm-hmm. account, and you pay the bill out of your and I, and I did that for a while. And I thought, all right, Ernie, we're going to stop this. No, we're going to put your bank account, and we're going to pay this. And, you know, it, it, they were forced. They had no other choice, you know, to but to go into the technology. So we're going to need them dollars because where we're going, we don't even have an idea. We did not know we were going to be walking around. You know, if you buy a um, an iPhone, that's a computer in your pocket, literally. The only mm-hmm. thing you really can't do with an iPhone mm-hmm. is print. 
print is one of the only things you can do with an iPhone, with a with an iPad, is literally print from it. And, you know, it, 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 probably you really can, and I just don't know nothing about it. So that, that was one of the things that came to my mind. The other thing that came to my mind when it talks about putting all this money into technology is kids are already gravitating to um, music. They're already gravitating to all of these other things, and it doesn't take the money like technology requires. So you're going to have to you know, kind of allocated all on this side of the fence so that the technology can actually get what it needs because the Asians and the other nationalities have dominated this area, dominated this area. Mm-hmm. And we're not, we don't want our children or our young people to just be able to use. We need them to be trendsetters. We need to put that money out there so that they can now be the creators of these things as much as they can, quote, unquote, create. We need them to be the ones that really lay it out and and design the apps and design this. You need money to do that. So, you know, Naturally, you know, you see people saying, or naturally, you know, the gift of playing an instrument or whatever. They literally had this 18 month old on, I, I passed it on um, YouTube the other day, and he had his little hands all over the piano. He was sitting on somebody's lap. He literally was playing. I was like, oh my God, I can't believe this. I'm looking at this. He, he was 18 months old, and he was staring at the keys. So, you know, they're going to, you know, they're going to do what they, they, the guy gives a lot of gifts in in, in, in that area, but it's going to take some money to get this technology thing done. So if if we look at, look at it that way, then they're doing the right thing. They, they're putting it out there, and, you know, it, it's good that we're seeing this 600 mil go into our young people, opposed to all the other stuff that they have been putting this money into, and they can. So that that's 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 that. This is this is good. This is good. I'm I'm enjoying this uh, piece of information. All right, ladies, we're coming down. We're coming down. Vivian has thrown back at us the two women who went to the um, went to the bar. And in order to prove that, you know, oh, there was going to be about something, or they really wanted to get in, they had to, you know, be friendly and, you know, be nice to the bartender, spend some time with the bartender. Um, and we heard what happened. Oh, Elder and I, Tisha, what, what are some of your thoughts here? I, I think... Um Again, there's just the, you know, the tactics of the enemy don't change, right? There's nothing new under the sun. Um, we heard about back in our day, um, you know, uh, people that don't don't leave your drink. Uh, mm. You know, if you walk away from your drink, don't pick up that drink because, you know, people will put stuff in your drink. And it, in fact, you know, it's alleged. I don't know the full story, but it's alleged that the way my mother lost her mind was 
hanging out at a party and someone put wow. angel dust in her drink and when she wow. came back uh she had this this episode in that she wasn't right from from that day forward right mm-hmm. so you know this is just a modern age reenactment if you would of that same story that is associated with my mother with you know friends going out trying to hang out and one here's the thing I just, we never got to be that desperate to get into a club. The, the moment the bouncer would have said to me, well, oh. what, what you wanting to do to get, what you willing to do to get in here? That's my cue right there. This ain't the place mm-hmm. for me. I'm not willing right. to do nothing, mm-hmm. sir. Right. I'm here right. to have a, I'm here to have, yeah. I'm here to have a good time. And right. so, you know, there are just too, there are too many, you know, other uh, possibilities for entertainment than to put yourself in harm's way. And so I think we just have to love ourselves enough to be picky and be choosy. Ladies, it is okay to be picky. It is okay to be choosy. And it is okay to be able to utilize, right, we understand it in the spiritual realm as discernment, right? And and those who are outside of Christ may call it their women's intuition, if you would. But let's use that. Let's use either woman's intuition, discernment, something that says there's something about this scenario that is not right and we could be putting ourselves in danger. Love yourself enough to say, I'm not putting myself in danger for a good time. It's not that serious. And so you ignored that first clue. Right? Let's talk about that. So you ignored that first clue. You proceed inside into an unsafe environment. And so now... You find yourself with your drinks being spiked, you being drugged, and ending up, you know, trying to, to be taken into to someplace else or you find yourself sick. Just like ladies, we, you know, as we continue to say every week that we come, it's about understanding your identity in Christ, connecting to Jesus, for real, y'all, connecting mm-hmm. to Jesus so that you can just have some picky, some choosy some choose, you know, some choosiness about what you're involving yourself in. I'm not willing to do nothing. Period. I can right. have right. a good time. Can I have a good right. time here or not? If right. I can't, then I'm out. Right. Period. Right. 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 Oh, Shanti's. Huh. <laughs> You know, when Vivian first brought it up, it was just like, girl, how long has it been since you've been out? You know, because you have to pay attention to, seriously, it's like, you have to pay attention. And one of the things that came to mind um, as you were speaking, Pastor Stephanie, and when Elder Natisha started speaking was when God sent the message for me to stay out the club. And he didn't say why. He just said, don't step foot back in. And I was like, I ain't messing with it because just my luck. I go in, somebody starts shooting, blowing my toe off. I don't know what's going to happen. So I'm going to just stay out. And these things, like, you have to be so concerned with, and you have to, you have to pay attention. It seems like the desperation is on an all-time high now. Like, no one, as Elvin and I teach said, no one is paying attention to the signs, to the obvious Signs. Like, forget about mm-hmm. the, the subtle thing. You got to read between the lines and, you know, well, I missed that because we were pre-gaming before we got here, so I was already drunk, you know. So when the bouncer said this, you know, I wasn't, I don't know if that was the situation, you know. So now it, it's 
if the if the scheming is already starting at the door, mm. what do you think you're gonna need mm-hmm. if you get inside? You get what I'm saying? Yep. Like this mm-hmm. is why we didn't do coke. This is why we didn't do coke check because we had to mm-hmm. already start just eliminating having to deal with certain things. You know, um, when we got in there, so but like if it's too cold for us to to go, then we ain't going. You know, because you don't want to have to now contend with the bouncer at the door, the the bottle girl at the door, then the person doing the coat check. Then you get inside, you got to deal with the bartenders, you got to deal with the DJ, you got to deal. It's like it's just too many people you got to deal with. You know, so it's like <laughs> at what point are you? It's like seriously, it's just like at what at what point are you going to really just be like, wait a minute, what you mean? What am I willing? What you get out of what am I what I'm willing to do? If I said I'm willing to strip naked right now to get in, how is that benefiting you, Mister? Like, why does that matter? Your job is to make sure I'm dressed according to whatever dress code, and making sure I'm not bringing any weapons or medication up in here because, you know, they're supposed to be checking that too. They don't let you bring pills. We ain't supposed to. You know, so while you worrying about what I'm doing, how how many people have slipped a, a knife or something up in here because you worried about what I'm willing to do to, you know what I'm saying, to get up in here. It's just way too much. It's like we have to stop being so desperate now for all of that. You and your homegirl could have went to the liquor store, ended up on a bottle, blasting music at home, and chilled out. You know, found some guys. I, I know y'all know somebody who who is home. In <laughs> like seriously, like you know, and that y'all have a, a, a y'all own private party at somebody's house, you know. But it's it's just way too much that it's like God is allowing us to see like the obvious things to mm-hmm. caution mm-hmm. us, and yet we're still like, I'm still going. Like what? Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> so now what? Right, you know yeah. what? What did you expect? Because you have, and, and real quick, this, you couldn't buy me no drink. Oh, I'll get you a drink. You sure won't. No, thank you. I'm, no, because, see, I got to walk with you over there. If I see you're conversing too much with the bartender, I'm an easy. Why do you know him like that? How many times have you been here? No, thank you, because it's just mm-hmm. way too much. You mm-hmm. have to concern yourself with. So, yeah, it. we just have to stop being so desperate. You know, ladies, I ain't never been no party person. I ain't never been no bar. I ain't never been no lounge. You know, I always found other ways to, you know, have fun. I try to put myself in the mind and in the position of those who go out like that. And when Vivian Mm -hmm. said it last week and she said it this week, I got a headache when I heard what you will, how bad you want to get up in here and what you want to do, mm-hmm. and you actually cross mm-hmm. the threshold. I had an instantaneous headache. Mm-hmm. Because what, mm-hmm. I'm, what, what, what this says to Stephanie is the enemy is no longer covert. God mm-hmm. is not. It's mm-hmm. the same thing Shanti just got finished saying. The enemy is no longer covert. We are so twisted. He just does what he does. And we just say, okay, he, this, this, he ain't even got to try to pull the wool over our eyes. It's just out 
there. And you just say, okay. I can't imagine in my wildest imagination, and I got some imagination, I cannot imagine me wanting to get access into any place and someone looking in my face and saying to me, oh, you want to get in? How bad you want to get in? What you willing to do? And me not saying, you know what, you keep you, you keep your job right here. I, 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 I'll see you at the grocery mm-hmm. store because you'll never see me on this line again. I don't care what it is for. Now, you're talking about going into a toxic environment and someone at the door is asking you this question. When you two ladies were talking about it, I was sitting over here scratching my head because when I heard it last week, I was like, okay, I can't, I can't deal with this this, this, this here. This, this is just a little too much for me. And sometimes I think, you know, I get a little, you know, out there. Um, but it, it's just too much. It's just too much. It's just too much for me. Again, I agree with both of you. When you heard this at the door, that was only a slim indication, a slight indication, mm-hmm. just a small piece of what you had to contend with when you got on the inside. So now you're shocked. He just already told you that you need to be on alert for the bartender without him saying those exact words. He just said, mm-hmm. well, if you want to, uh, you got to throw the, the, the bartender a good time. He didn't give you... The enemy that just gave you what he was getting ready to do, and you are surprised. You sitting up in the emergency room trying to figure out how you got methamphetamine-type drugs in your system because you let him give it to you. That's how you got it in your system. The moment you crossed the threshold, you said, here, as my mother would say, her I am. Here you are. You Well, you really opened up yourself to being drugged. You opened up yourself to being mm-hmm. manipulated. You opened up yourself to being ripped off. Because if, because I'm sorry, you talk about don't put your drink down. How you get in my pocketbook to take my keys? How? How? No. Nah. Nah. Now, now you see how that. easily it was for him to get to the drink. If he could get to your pocketbook for your keys to be gone, what were y'all doing that he was able to lift your keys out your pocketbook and later ask you, you know, we could, you, we could, we could chill over at my spot. None of this should have been a surprise to any of you when you decided to go ahead in there and have a good time with the bartender. So you know what? All bets are off when you went in there. Don't be surprised, and I just think that's just what the enemy is handing us today. He said, all right, I'm just going to go ahead and give it to you. And and once you say yes, it's all access. That's my all mm-hmm. access pass. Now we go to the, the thing you buy for the, pay for the VIP, and they put the lanyard around your neck that says all access. That's what we're telling the enemy, all access. Mm-hmm. Here you can have every part of me. So, you know, I, I'm, I'm – I I, I, I I get such a headache with, with hearing these stories because we're just giving it away. We're just giving our lives away. We're just giving away everything about us. It, it, it just, it's, it's just here. That's all you keep saying is here. So it's like, what do you do at this point? Do you really complain? Do you really, really, really complain? Oh, he did this to me. He did that to me. Well... 
He didn't only do it to you. So did the 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 the, the, the guy at the door. What you mm-hmm. said, I'll go in. What, my question is, how'd you answer? Uh, that's what I want to know. When he said, how bad do you want to get up in here? What do you want to do? What was the response? See, I, I, I was waiting to hear that one when Vivi decided what? she was going to give us the story again. I was like, well, they ain't, they ain't, they update this story. We don't know what she said to get through the door. This, What did you say? <laughs> you know, how did you answer? What was the <laughs> I was just saying, you know, because Shantice, like, you you know, you were out there at the clubs, and, and I was out there at the clubs as well. Every weekend, mm-hmm. I was out there at Demerara's and Bentley's, and mm. it's 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 an environment that is it, that is it's it's a whole lustful. Like you can you know you could be saying to yourself, the delusion is, oh, I'm just going out with my friends and have a good time. So here's how the delusion starts. First of all, your choice of outfit reveals that you're getting ah. ready to walk into a situation that is so much more than, oh, I'm ready to have a good time. Because right. if you were just going to have a good time, then would you really need to be as revealing as, right. as, as you're dressing right. and as provocative right. as you're dressing? Mm-hmm. Right. So the right. whole environment for the, for the club scene is a whole big lust fest. It really is. And so walking mm-hmm. into that environment, what I can imagine is that they flirted. They were really being cutesy and flirty with it. What you willing to do to get in here? I'm saying it depends on what you're talking about, right? Because that's the environment. <laughs> <laughs> you go, you gonna come, you gonna come back, you gonna come back. If you were somebody, if you were somebody like me, you was coming back with it. Like I'm saying, well, what you, what you thinking? What you got in mind? <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. Oh, mm-hmm. so I think what, what, what has to happen to all of our, our listeners? What has to happen? And what you hear us saying is that we got to be aware of the schemes of the right. enemy, and we've got to right. change our appetite mm-hmm. so that yeah. we can desire something else. There are other ways to have fun that are all set, that are right. still social, and you can still mix and mingle. Like what kind right. of fun are you mm-hmm. interested in? Are you right. interested right. in one night stands and being objectified right. and somebody right. rubbing up all right. on you and you walking by right. and somebody grabbing your arm. Like, that's right. the environment. It's dark in there. The lights is low. Everybody's walking around with, with drinks. And dudes is just grabbing your arms as you're walking by. Somebody touching your butt. It, it's, it's lust and objectifying. It's, it's a whole din of sin. <laughs> There's another way to have fun. Right. There's another right. way to have fun. Really you can is. you can go to a a nice lounge and have jazz music with nice you know, right. other professionals people who's not looking for a booty call. The club is right. not a booty call. Right. You're not finding your right. husband necessarily right. in in the club. Mm-hmm. So ladies, we've yep. just got to change our appetite so we can stop getting tricked and putting ourselves right. in danger. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm, and that, that's where my head goes. And that's why I, I just I get such a headache and I scratch my head because I'm saying to myself, again, he's not even being covert here. And like you said, no. uh, Elder Naitisha, you know, when, when you see, you, you, you got the rhythm to throw back, you know. And, and especially, mm-hmm. you know, if you're really nice and petite and you're pretty and, you know what I'm saying, and you really got that revealing dress on or whatever, mm-hmm. um, you're really putting it up out there, you know, and, and you ain't even got to giggle. Mm-hmm. You know, just give eye contact or whatever, and you know, uh, they already know, you know how 
you know, how you get down. And it, it really it really makes me think about when all of these claims come up about these athletes and these artists and entertainers and mm-hmm. all of this kind of stuff. You know, now all of these claims are coming to the surface about this one did this with me and this one did that with me and they did this with me and they did that with me. And, you know, we were talking about uh, uh, last week Friday with Aaron Hall and how he was just so filthy and was able to say, well, I I have to do nothing. All I did was she she did this and I just took, took her arm and I just took upstairs and I did this with her because we put ourselves out there like that. Mm-hmm. When mm-hmm. when he asked you the question, what are you willing to do? You automatically again said, "Oh, you all access." Now you may not have been thinking all access to the degree that they were thinking all mm-hmm. access, but again, this is, in 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 their mind, this is how you play the game. You said yes, so now the answer mm-hmm. is yes. We get to do mm-hmm. whatever we want. Now they didn't drug you up, and now they say, "Well, you know, when you come over to my place, well, how many times have they run this game?" And the girl said, "Yes." The woman said, "Yes." Mm-hmm. So now they're just expecting mm-hmm. you to do the same thing, and now this is how you get caught up and out there. And this is why I honestly believe, and I'm going to take it here. This is why a lot of times they don't come up with this story till thirty years later. Because, see, now mm-hmm. it's 30 years for you to reveal that you were the hee-hee, kiki, all that, well, whatever, mm-hmm. however you termed it, Elder Nitesha, this is what you did 30 mm-hmm. years ago. And now mm-hmm. you didn't held on to it because you were embarrassed, because you mm-hmm. know you helped set yourself mm-hmm. up in that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, you mm-hmm. know, we have to, ladies, mm-hmm. please, you know, you, 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 you really are worth so much more. So much mm-hmm. more, mm-hmm. so much more. Oh my God, yeah. so much more. Mm-hmm. You were so much yeah. more, and only you can put a value on you. Only you, mm-hmm. only mm-hmm. you. You have to set the tone mm-hmm. as to how people treat you and the way they think about you at the end of the day. Because at the beginning mm-hmm. of the day, they're looking at you, knowing you could ask that question. Because can I tell you something? A big burly woman come walking up in there to that door. He ain't asking her the same question. Mm-hmm. The one that got mm-hmm. big size and feet, and she ain't looking like she gonna be playing around. And I'm not making fun of her, but what I'm saying is they watch, they know mm-hmm. the little ones that you giggling all the time, and yeah, you know you're already laughing because like Shanti said, y'all in pregames, so your head is already twisted mm-hmm. before you get up in there. Now you're now that this is your prey, your prey. They know who to prey and play on. So ladies. Let, let's get ourselves together. You know, let's show them who we are. And if we, like like the ladies have said, there's so many more ways to gather, have fun, and you you remember everything that happened. Nobody got to tell you later what happened, what you did, how you ended up here, <laughs> and all of that kind of stuff. You know, you are aware of what has happened. or what You know, so let, let's, let's, let's treat ourselves better. Let's treat ourselves better, and that mm-hmm. way we kind of, you know, demand how everyone else treats us. Let's let's get ourselves together. And and, and I'm I'm sorry. I'm, before we move past this, and let's, and let's also tap into because I I think we have to break, right, the misunderstanding that in order for us 
to have a relationship with God that we need to have it all together. No, sanctification is a process. Thank you. And so Thank just, you. just because you are, you know, not ready to fully commit to Jesus right now doesn't Thank mean you. that you cannot tap into the fact that you are a spiritual being, that God is right. your father and he loves you. And mm-hmm. your ability to tap into that will save your life. Because right. even right. like to your to your point, right, there like the, this is how the enemy there's nothing new under the sun in regards to how right. the enemy moves. He right. moves the same mm-hmm. way. It is either yeah. he's gonna put the he's gonna put the truth in your face so good to to, to conceal what the true thing he's right. trying to do and right. to steal, yep. to kill and to destroy yep. you. Destroy. Yep. To steal your purpose and to kill and destroy you. And so that's the true goal of the enemy. And so he right. put the truth in your face so well to make you feel like, oh, okay, well, I'm, I was fully aware, you know, at, well, what you're what you willing to do, right? That's so over. Yep. It's so out there. It's the truth yep. is right there. But what you yep. didn't realize is the depth at which he was That's going right. It was a lot deeper. That's right. right. A lot deeper. So mm-hmm. th- this is why you still need to, even if you don't feel ready yet, to 100% Commit your life to Christ because you're feeling like, I don't want to look like the holy roller. I don't want to give up going out. I don't want to give up all these things. Let let us encourage you that while you're in the process of developing and building your relationship with Christ, you can still tap into your God consciousness. You can acknowledge mm-hmm. that God exists, and you can be fully aware of the schemes of the enemy so that you don't right. put yourself in harm's right. way. Right, in that way. Mm-hmm. God, God mm-hmm. loves you. Mm-hmm. And that while we were yet afar, while you were still doing your own thing, Christ already made the sacrifice. Right. He had That's already right. gone to the cross mm-hmm. for you. So. All right. the elements are there. We don't want you to feel like, oh, I got to wait until I'm perfect. I, you know, I, I'm just out right. here. I'm right. completely out here. I got to right. be. You don't have to be completely out there just because you're not ready to fully commit. That's you right. can still right. reserve pieces of yourself for God, right, until you're able to fully make the commitment. So mm-hmm. I, I think that's an important note, too, that while no, it's, being it's wise, be, be wise there, too. Yeah. No, it's it's a good point, mm-hmm. and you know, much to your earlier statement. Listen, I y'all always hear me say I ain't never drank, I ain't never smoked, I ain't never drugged. But when I tell you, God is still cleaning Stephanie up. Mm-hmm. God is still cleaning me up. I am still there are things that I'm still finding out about myself, things that I am still understanding that God needs me to get rid of. There are still things I'm learning and I'm growing in the Lord. You know, once you say yes, it, the process just starts. I mean, you, you, you that's why you can't mm-hmm. wait until you're completely ready because mm-hmm. you ain't never mm-hmm. going to be completely Amen. ready. And if you Amen. are always putting in reserve for when, you know, I get my life together. I was just having this conversation with someone the other day, you know, or when I'm, you know, when I get my life together or when, you know, I, I, I stop doing this or when I stop doing that. We don't have the capability to do it on our own. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there's this misconception mm-hmm. that, you know, I can do this by myself. We don't have mm-hmm. that ability. And for those of us who have stepped fully into the Lord, I'm sure 
their conversation is is similar in some way to my own testimony that says even without the drinking the drugs and the partying there are still things that God mm-hmm. not only had to work on but is still working on things that I'm realizing that wow Stephanie you still you got you need to improve that but only because I've given my life to the Lord only because I've told the Lord you know what just just rip me apart just take me apart piece by piece let me know what it is that I need to you know uh, 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 correct I need to make better I need to make accessible to you so that you can improve because even when I position myself, I still can't do the entire job. So, very good point as to please don't wait until you know you're ready because we are never. Mm-hmm. Because I'm going to tell you something. I have seen people have quote unquote given their lives to the Lord who run. You know mm-hmm. why? Because mm-hmm. when God is exposing mm-hmm. them, or oh, they don't like the mm-hmm. ugly that's coming out. Because mm-hmm. let me say something, when God starts exposing you, it hurts you. It hurts you to have to shed all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. I got to get right here, dude. That no more bag, man. Not even that. Mm-hmm. But when you see the development in the Lord, mm-hmm. it's something that, boy, you feel like you weighing like two pounds at the end of the day when God begins to shed all all of this stuff off of you you won't even you're trying to figure out well how in the world did i live like that or i used to do that too (laughs) you don't even feel the same and it is a glorious feeling in the lord so you know i i love that point you know don't the please don't wait you know just listen go talk to somebody who knows the lord let them tell you about the journey. Mm-hmm. And, and, and mm-hmm. how many times have we said, ladies, what was I waiting for? I waited? Yeah. What was I oh, waiting well, for? Right. You know? Right. So when we wait, you know, the, the, the longer we wait, <clears throat> the longer the process takes to even begin. And at the age of 57, you know, I'm still seeing God do some wondrous works in Stephanie. Amen. And, you know, I, I give God mm-hmm. all the credit because I say thank you, God, that I always had a clear head for that. But, boy, did you sure have to work on me for some other stuff. So, you, <laughs> let, let's, let's uh, you know, let's, let's, let's keep, you know, like Elder Natisha said, let, let's understand the power we do have, the ability we mm-hmm. do have, and, and let's make it work for us. Let's make it work for us. Amen. All righty, ladies. Vivian gave us one more before I did come up with a topic. So this one should be nice and clear and easy. So you've got this off-duty police officer who goes in the bathroom of, you know, his child's or her child's um, school. And however they needed to use the restroom, made a mistake and left the um, uh, gun in the restroom, in the bathroom. And, you know, thank God, you know, it was retrieved and no other child, you know, uh, got their hand on the gun or the wrong adult got their hand on um, on the gun. And Vivian brought up a really good point. So is this so easily accessible in the home? And Shantice, uh, you got the first leg on this one. 
Okay, wait. I want to make sure I'm following this correctly. So the child was able to get a hold of the gun in a public restroom? No, in the school. His, in the school, his child I'm went to the yeah, his child where well, he went to the, the bathroom in his child's school. And I guess maybe where the gun was, he couldn't use the bathroom the same way or maybe empty out your pocket. You know how sometimes you kind of move something around and you, he took it out of his pocket right. and made a mistake and left it. And someone else found mm. the gun. He went back to the bathroom to get it when he realized and had to explain away, hey, you know, I made a mistake, blah, 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 blah. And understanding the dangers of just that quick forgetful moment and just thinking of what Vivian said about, hey, you know, is this easily accessible in the home? Absolutely. So you so you went to <laughs> you went to go use the bathroom there, unloaded everything because it was just too much equipment for you, and you're so careless that you leave that behind. And like you know, like it was said, you know, even for another adult to find it, we see how irresponsible adults are with these weapons. It is very safe to say that this happens in the house because if I, first of all, I want to know why do I need this when I go pick up my child? Well, what kind of school is this that I need this on me when I go to pick up my child? And how, like, I'm way too comfortable with this. If I have to now use the bathroom and I can just take it off and it slipped my mind that easily to retrieve it myself, to put it back on me when, before I walk back out to the restroom. Yeah, you're definitely doing this at home. You're definitely doing this in the car. You're definitely doing this wherever you go because that, especially because of where you were, you know, because even if you were in a regular restroom, if you were in the restaurant, if you were in a, then I'm like, okay, well, let me make sure I, you know, I do this and I move it because I don't want to forget. I can't take no chances. you just way too, you know, no, that definitely this is happening at, at the house. Anybody could have come in after you. Now, somebody going in and blow their brains out, what could you have said? Mm. What could you have said because you are extremely careless? Mm. All righty. Elder Nye Tisha. You know, you try to give way for uh, human error, but I, uh, but my mind goes to exactly where Shantice went with why was it necessary for you to have this on your person if you were off duty and you're taking your child to school, picking your child up from school, like wh- whichever way you were going with this, why was that necessary? Again, so... Uh, <laughs> Because we've got to be so careful that we don't just walk into positions and then base our identity off these positions and put our security mm-hmm. in these positions. Because that's what that says to mm-hmm. me, that when you're, off, when you're off duty, you find it necessary to still carry this weapon based off of the security that you've put into having this weapon on you or based mm-hmm. off of the fact that, you know, you're, you're, you're viewing yourself 
um, as this authority figure in which you need to have this on you at all times, as opposed to understanding what your purpose is. When you have the uniform on, you are to protect and to serve. When you take the uniform off, you are a civilian, period. There should be a penalty. We don't hear Mm -hmm. about that, but there ought to be a penalty for the fact that you were um, careless with this and that you were able to even make this mistake. Not just Mm -hmm. that you made it, but that you were able to make this mistake because your identity is incorrectly placed behind why you needed to carry this weapon and you're off duty. What's Mm -hmm. the purpose of the weapon and you're off duty? And, and what's the purpose of it? You're taking your child to school. So I, I think, right, you know, it, right. there's, so, there's so much there to, to unpack that, that talks about the real issue that we mm-hmm. see ourselves having with law enforcement, thinking mm-hmm. themselves higher than they ought to, right, in, mm-hmm. in that uniform. And, this, and I think this speaks specifically to that. We can give way for human error. Because you are, but that's the reason why all of the standards and protocols are in place. If you're mm-hmm. off duty, you are off duty. If the uniform is laid aside, the gun is part of the uniform. Mm. So why why do you have that on you? So yeah. I, I think there definitely ought to be some penalties involved here. Well, you ladies have said it all. Have said it all. You've asked. The, the big question, <laughs> you've, you know, uh, made some excellent statements, you know, why, 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 and how do you move forward in rectifying this? So I, I think, as they have said, enough said. Ah. Well, thank you for indulging me in the socially conscious segment. Hmm. You know, Something came across my mind as we were talking, and we got a you know a little while here to talk about this. You know, there's there's a list of things that they say men are required to know about women, and I, I looked, I scanned this little list, and I was like, mm, okay, let's see what the ladies have to say about this. Vivian will join us on these rounds, and. Uh, some of them are a little whippy, and some of them are, you know, you can really stand up and say some things. So I'm gonna start with they want us. They 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 feel that men should know that women cry for no reason sometimes. I'm gonna start with you, Vivian. Let me let me turn your mic on because I just realized I didn't put your mic on. Mm-mm. What do you think about that statement that men should know that women? Cries, uh, just simply cry for no reason at times. Um, I can only take it, you know, from my personal experience. I don't cry for no reason. I maybe not fully understand why I feel the way that I feel or be able to explain it, but it's not for no reason. So I'm, I'm, I'm not really sure <laughs> how, like, where they got that from. But um, I would just say, you know, to be compassionate, you know, maybe she's not able to explain it um, or really express it, but compassion is always very necessary when it comes to women. Okay. All right. Nice start. 
Uh, Elton Atisha, how do you feel about them saying that? I, I love it. I was going exactly where Vivian went, and that is, but do we really, though? Like, do we really cry <laughs> for no reason? Uh, do, do we really, though? Like, that's not a thing. We're, we're not crying for no reason. And I think it does require any man who uh, wants to be in my space needs to have enough love, enough empathy, enough compassion to, to, to try to understand, to journey with me, to get to what's really happening with me, what's really going on with me. And I don't care if it's just mm-hmm. as simple as it's that time of the month. It could just be that time of the month. You <laughs> need to know me enough to understand that she's emotional right now because it's that time of the month. I'm going to give her space. Like, mm-hmm. the, just the question in and of itself says to me, like, y'all ain't even put no thought in this. You need to know she cries for no reason for that. <laughs> Uh, And that's exactly why I'm asking, what do you think about that? Because that can be taken in quite a few ways. Um, Shantice, how do you, you know, uh, receive that statement that, you know, men need to understand that women cry for no reason at times? So don't be the reason I cry. If I cry for no reason, then you don't be the reason. Because me crying over you is no reason. Okay? So let's do all of us a favor and everybody just be on their best behavior so that there's no reason to cry. Because men say that um, and men view that after they've said or done something slow to offend you or to hurt you and they ain't looking at you like you stupid. Because you got feelings. It's like, well, what part of the game is this? So how about you learn how to be on your best conduct and don't be the reason why I cry. Therefore, I will not be crying for no reason. (laughs) All righty. Well, they got the flip side to this. They say at the same time, women, men need to know that women just like to vent at times. Oh, Elder Natisha. Don't hate us because we expressive. Don't hate us. Don't hate us because because we expressive. Don't be mad because we are women who are in touch with in touch with our emotions. We are intelligent enough to formulate sentences around how we feel. And so we need to get it out. We need to have a conversation about it because we are excellent in the area of conversation. That's all. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. I like that. Shantese, they need to understand that we also vent. Can you hear me, Pastor Steph? I can hear you. Okay. They need, you said they need to understand that we vent? That at, at the same time that we they feel we cry for no reason, that they also need to understand that we we like to vent at times. Oh, absolutely. Because I got I to gotta share the, the slow thing you done said or did. So <laughs> you don't want me to talk? Don't give me something to talk about. You know, again, it's, it's the circle of life, okay? If you don't do anything crazy, because, see, you don't mind when I go and I talk about the good things you did. 
it's always a problem when I go now and share how you didn't do this or you can't believe what I can't believe what he said. Can you believe he said this? Can you believe he didn't come home last night? Can you believe? Oh, you don't want me to share that. So don't give me the ability to have something to vent about. Amen. <laughs> Vivian, the venting. We like to vent sometimes, they say. Yes, I think this is going more towards the 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 saying that they have that men always want to give you a solution. And sometimes I'm not looking for a solution. Sometimes I just want to come to you and just be like, tell you how such and such a thing. <laughs> and I'm not necessarily looking for you to tell me, well, maybe you should do this. Because I'm telling you that this is thing. I don't need you to give me a solution. I just want to get this off my chest. So yes, just understand that we like to vent sometimes. We're not looking for you to solve our problems. We just want you to listen. Mm. Ooh, ladies, ladies, ladies. All righty. Shanties. They say men need to know that if we're not, if if you're not into us, then let us know. <laughs> Please just let us know so we're not wasting my time. Okay, because as women, <laughs> yes, as women, you know, we're big on, okay, so what, what do you want? Where do you see this going? You know, so that we know how to move, we know what we're doing, we know we're cutting the next person off. You know, so now if you're not making it clear or if you're lying and you're saying that this is where you want to be and it's not, then you just tried to make decisions for me and you got me doing things I shouldn't be doing. So, yes, I would greatly appreciate it. If you just let me know what it is that you want. And I used to always say that to men. I used to say, y'all men are stupid because you're trying to lie to say this is what you want so that you're, you're figuring you saying this is going to keep her. You don't know what she's down with. You could be like, you know what, mm-hmm. all I want is this. And she could say, ooh, good, ooh, okay, thank God, because that's all I want too. Mm-hmm. But because you want to lie, <laughs> you think it's what she, she wants to hear, I, I, I tell men I tell men out all the time. I'm like, before the Lord came in and introduced a better way of living to me, you never knew what I was down for, bro. I was I, I was down with the rotation, too. What days you got? Tuesdays and Thursdays, bet. I'm with it, too. Let's do that. You Tuesdays and Thursdays. Don't call me Wednesday because you're Tuesdays and Thursdays, okay? You never know. But unless you're honest, you'll never know. And then you end up cheating yourself. So not everybody mad. So just let it be known what it is you want. All righty. We're going to move through this list. So, Elder Night, no, I'm up to Vivian. 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 Ah, hmm. They need to know that we don't define a relationship by the size of a ring. (laughs) Some people do. Some women do. (laughs) (laughs) You wouldn't define a relationship by the size of a ring. You would you would be more wise 
to pay better attention to, you know, more important things. But yeah, that that's a good thing to know. It's not all about the ring. You know, it's about how you treat her and things like that. That that's a good one. Okay, okay. Elden Tisha, they say that men should know that grand gestures aren't all that necessary. You know, so that is true. While we appreciate the grand gestures, the truth is that women can be very simple in that we appreciate just your attention to detail. And so mm-hmm. before you go out and try to rent out the Marriott Marquis, uh, you know, <laughs> to, to take me to dinner, the truth is uh, you could actually just plant a beautiful little picnic over by us. If you know that I love water and you are paying attention to that detail, it actually would go further for you to plant a picnic by the water than it would to just, you know, be at the Marriott Marquis and then you sitting there asking me to go Dutch. It's, you know what? You should just pack the, the, the lunch. Are <laughs> oh, you full of it today? To oh, my goodness. <laughs> I, knew, I knew when you were trying to go with this, but the truth is, you know, pay attention to detail. We, we actually feel more seen when you pay attention to detail. Mm-hmm. All right, all right. Shantice. They say that women need to know that we love babies, but that doesn't mean we want to rush into things. We love babies? Babies, yes. Okay, we love babies, but we don't want to rush into things. Absolutely, because I like being able to give these babies back. So that does not mean that I want to rush into having a family because, see, I can't give my baby and the baby's father that. So we're going to have to work this out and understand where I am where your psyche is and where my psyche is. So just because you see me all googly-eyed over a baby does not mean that you have to be now concerned with how I'm looking at you. Oh, she want a family? That does not mean I want a family with you, bro. So relax, calm down, take a breather, and just understand I just may like babies. You know, everything isn't so deep. Women, we're, we're very simplistic. Some of the time. It could just mean she likes babies. That's it. Okay, okay. Viv, uh, they say we really need you to know that we really appreciate chivalry. Absolutely. Chivalry should not be dead. I don't know where this generation has gone, where they just felt. I think it's a woman's fault, to be honest. But, you know, there are some women out there that still appreciate chivalry. So, you know, make that make that effort, open up her car door, pull out her chair, you know, stuff like that. We still do appreciate it. There are still women out there who are not trying to take the man's role who still do appreciate chivalry. Mm-hmm. Okay. And having said that, I just want to put out there publicly that when Vivian comes to pick me up from church for church, she does not <laughs> open the door for me. 
She leaves disabled <laughs> old pastor Steph. I'm struggling. She gets out. She closes her door, and she goes to the trunk. She don't pay me no mind. But when Serge comes to pick up Pastor Steph, he treats me like a queen. He opens up my door. He holds his hand out. He just waits for me. If I take five minutes to, to get myself in the position, he helps me unpack my little bags out my lap. Oh, says the one who <laughs> says chivalry should not be dead. I just wanted to put that out there. Just wanted to put that out there. All right. Oh, I got to be elderly and disabled because he keeps forgetting that chivalry part when it comes to me. So I guess I got to be elderly and disabled. <laughs> That's right. So you know what? Cause Considering that I have the right to vent at times, I just thought that was a nice venting moment. I just thought that was a nice venting moment. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> just, 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 I had to get that off my chest. <laughs> I had to get that off my chest. All right. We got one more round, ladies, and then we are done. Let's see. Elder Natisha. Mm, what are we going to give you? Oh, okay. We do tend to overanalyze at times. What do you feel about that one? Yeah, I mean, we're processors. And, you know, we we can process ourselves into spaces where it's like that's, that's, not, that's an assumption and that's not the reality, right? Unless you have a conversation to get the truth, then to just overanalyze to the point of making an assumption and then driving yourself crazy and saying, well, he didn't do this, so that means he must feel like this, and then he must did this, and when he did that, that's because he don't care. He don't love me. He never really liked me. You know, in fact, he probably cheating on me. Like, you know, like girl, calm down. Calm down. So I do think, you know, that's, that's the reason why, conversation is so important so that we don't just overanalyze but that we are able to have a conversation and get clarity on things because we as women we can we can analyze 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 um to the point of making assumptions that aren't you know healthy for relationships all righty shantice we do hold you men in high regard. How are you going to handle that one? Me do. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's new. That's new to me. That's new yeah. to me. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, no, but you know what? It, you know, honestly, even when, you know, we feel like you ain't about nothing at times and we you know we may tell our, our mothers and our girlfriends like oh you're so into the dog you know there is a, a level of regard because let somebody else now come and talk about your man i wish you would shut up that is not for you to say thank you that is for me when you speak of him you either say nothing or you know, because it's, it's one thing for you to say something about your man but let his mama say something or, you know, let let another woman say something. Or say, it's just like all all the gloves come off, you know. So, you know, they do have mm-hmm. to understand that even when you even when you get on our nerves, even when you get, because there is a lot of times so much hope that we have in the Lord for you at times, even though, you know, sometimes we don't want to have that hope. Cause we're just trying to tell God he's hopeless. Give me a new one. Thank you. Um, You know, there, <laughs> there's still that, that high regard that we, we have because, 
a lot of times we see the potential and that's why we're so frustrated because it's like, why are you not walking in what I see? If I see it, how you don't see it? This is you. How I'm seeing you, mm-hmm. but you don't see you. Let's get it together. Amen. She's amen in herself. All right, Viv. <laughs> <laughs> they say that men should know that we can still tie our shoes and do any number of other complex things. We're not all girly, girly. Absolutely, but can you, you know, promise you for me, can you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't mind a little help. But, no, we can. We can. We are capable. And, again, I think that this is the women's fault here. But we are capable of doing more than just the dishes and raising the children. We can, you know, do some other things as well. And it is important for you to know that. You know, you don't always have to step in and worry about getting this and that done, that this is your responsibility and your concern only. You know, we can bear that burden together. I am capable. It is important for men to know that. Just to take some of the weight off of their shoulders. All righty, all righty, ladies. Fantastic job. As always, thank you so much for your contribution into today's conversation, and we pray you have a blessed day. Thank you. You as well. Thank you. Thank you. Have a good day, ladies. Thank you. Have a good day, friends. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Let's get to this benediction. May Christ dwell in your hearts through faith, that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may have strength to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length and height and depth, and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. That's Ephesians three, seventeen through 19. Mm. I always love uh, chatting with the ladies. Always a nice uh, time we have together. You know, (laughs) when I look at this list of things that women say that men should know, you know, itemizing things and talking to our men is really the key here. And, you know, a lot of times, you know, they always say they're not a mind reader. You know, they really don't know, um, you know, what it's about or, you know, they just don't think like we do. They simply just don't think like we do. They, they, they're – sometimes you just wonder, where is your head? How come you just – didn't figure that out, you know, and I I looked at the first one and it says, you know, that we cry for no reason sometimes. And I, I kind of thought the same thing the ladies thought. And I said to myself, I said, you know, it's never for no reason. You know, I, I'll, I'll admit that sometimes we may not be able to put our finger on it, but it is never for no reason. There's always something that's going on, especially if this is a woman with a family, because there are multi 
multiple things that go on at all times that she's juggling. And sometimes your discernment is 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 discerning, and I want to put it like that, that something is off. That something is off. Maybe with your husband, with the, with the children, at the job. But if we make it more personal to the husband and the children, you know, you may not be able to put your finger on it. You know, you're watching your child um, move around, and you know that there's a larger potential. Shanti's mentioned the the bigger potential for your husband or your man. It's also with your children as well. You know, it's like, okay, you know what? I, I, you know, I'm going to give you a little opportunity to kind of flow through life. I'm not going to put, you know, a, a whole lot of pressure on you. But then after a while, you understand that, you know, it comes a time where, okay, we're going to have to narrow this down and kind of make some decisions. And it's it's difficult. It's difficult. And your heart, you carry that. You carry that in your mind, you carry that in your spirit, you carry that in your heart, and sometimes it just brings you to tears. And at the same time, there might be something going on on the job. At the same time, there might be some issue with your husband and things seem, or your man, and things seem to be a little off, and you just can't put your finger on it, but you know something is is just not right and you approach him and you you try to talk and he may not want to talk but yet you see that he's becoming a little withdrawn or he's becoming a little more irritable and you as a woman are carrying all that around with you but still you're required to function Still, you're required to to make things happen. You know, I remember a while ago, there was, a, years ago, years ago, there was an email that used to circulate that says, when a man says goodnight, he goes to bed. When a mom says or a wife says goodnight, oh, well, she got to cook, clean the kitchen, she got to make sure the food is put up, she got to make sure that the, the dog, you know, is, is and the cat is taken care of, she got to make sure that the clothes are ironed for the next day. She does not rest the same way. She just can't say goodnight. Her heart doesn't say goodnight when she knows her child is in some level of anguish, some level of trouble that they just don't want to talk about. And you might try to get it out of them, but they just don't want to talk. When they're making some real bad decisions and you're really trying to, you're going before the Lord and you're asking God to help gauge the way you speak to them because all you have to do is say the wrong thing and then there goes the whole conversation straight out the window. A mother carries all of that stuff. When her husband is frustrated because he's not making the money that he wants to make, and he feels like he's overworked and underpaid, and he feels like, you know, there's more in life that he wants, and he missed out on opportunities, and blah, 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 blah. She's carrying that around. At the job, when she knows she's doing X, Y, and Z, and they're not paying her the way they need to pay her, and they're taking advantage of her uh, uh, knowledge and wisdom, and she just can't seem to get what she feels she deserves. So trust me when I tell you, when a woman drops a tear, it is never for no reason. It's no such thing because it's always something simmering. You know, a woman uh, in the Lord is always craving more of God. 
She's always wanting to position herself to make sure she's doing what the Lord needs and wants her to do. Lord, am I standing up? Am I positioned to where you need me to be so that I can be the blessing you want me to be? Am I, am I, are my gifts being used? Am I walking in my calling? When a woman drops a tear, it is never for no reason. There's always something simmering. There's always something going on in that heart of hers, in that mind of hers, ooh, through the eyes, in her ears, in her spirit. There's always something. Very rarely will we be able to rest, just to really rest. So, see, we need to find the peace of God. Because that's the only way we're going to make it. So that's why we talk to you ladies about making your decisions when you're walking up in these clubs and, you know, when, 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 when the, the, the uh, enemy is throwing this stuff out to you and he's saying, hey, here's what I got. And you think you can combat that. You think you could beat him at his own game. You really have underestimated what he's putting out there because you're going to take that as a challenge that you can handle. Because we know that when you have laid all of this party into rest and life begins to be lived the way God wants you to live, see, you're going to have enough to carry around. See, all this stuff that you're giving away to the enemy, you're going to need that. You're going to need that later. See, that right now you think you can give it up and, it, and you don't need it. It's okay. I could spare that. You can't spare nothing because you always go need it later. So you need God in your life. You cannot put your walk in the Lord on hold. You cannot put your walk in the Lord. Uh, 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 put that down or I'll do that later. Because later may never come. Or, I always say, later can come. But where are you going to be? What position are you going to be? What headspace are you going to be when later comes? Are you going to be able to just walk into it quietly, gently? Or are you going to have some real issue with how you walk into this law? Are you going to be crawling and somebody going to have to drag you to offer your life to the Lord? Or are you going to have that that moment that says, you know what, I, I really need the Lord. I'm going to answer the Lord's calling because I want to also say we don't go to God. God taps on our door and we respond to him. He calls us first. So are we going to be in that position where God knocks on that door again? We're going to say, you know what, Lord, I'm ready for you. Even though there's some things that are off, you know, but I ain't, I, I, I'm not eating off the ground by this time. I'm not groveling. There's a big difference. So come on. Come on. Let's give our lives to the Lord right now. Don't wait. Don't wait. The time is now. You've been listening to It's Due Time with Pastor Steph. Join us Monday through Friday from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. where we discuss matters of the heart, mind, and spirit. As you go through your day, be sure to set your mind on things that are above, not on things that are on the earth. They will only serve as a distraction. Remember, prayer changes things. 
It's Pastor Steph signing off, and I want to thank my due time crew, my ladies, for always coming through big time. Thank you for hanging out with us. Please do not miss this opportunity to give Christ your life right now. If you've given Christ your life, please do not miss this opportunity to strengthen that relationship with the Lord because you just might be missing that one little thing that might keep you out of the kingdom. Ah. Tomorrow and later is not promised to any of us. Until tomorrow, God spares, where it's Therapeutic Thursday. Until then, I love you.